So last week we talked about raising a little bit of a backstory about us. We each went over our backstory, what it was like to raise a kid alone, what our mindsets were, where we were at. And we left off the episode talking about when we first met and going on our first date. And we kind of wanted to dive in this week to how we told our kids about us seeing each other and we started dating right before Christmas so we wanted to go look at Christmas lights three days after our first date and so we had to try to figure out how do we talk to our kids about this and bring this up to our kids to make that happen or do we just skip the holidays and just kind of do our own things so we go to a coffee date and we talked about that and we walked away like, yeah, you know, this is great. I want to see you again. So what was it like in your mind after that coffee date? Like, what, what was your mindset? You know, you go home. Do you talk to your kid about the date and fill around what's going on? Or is it kind of like, I'm going to go on another date and talk to this guy and see how things develop? What was your, what, what was going on in your body and mind? Um... Well, I mean, I think my situation was a little bit different from yours because of the age of the kids. Um, At the time, McKenna was older, or a little bit older. Um, So, I mean, her and I talked enough. She she knew where I was going. She knew why I was going. So when I came home, I don't think I necessarily had to decide if I was going to tell her or not because she was already wondering when I walked through the door. So she already knew that you were going on a date. And so when you came home, she more wanted to, like, Tell me about it. How mm-hmm. did it go? Yeah, because she knew, she even knew the weekend you and I were talking because I was on the phone. Like, instead of it just being her and I and finding things to do, her and I, it was her and I still, but I was also on the phone. And she, I think she could tell by my facial expressions and different things that I was talking to somebody. So she started asking questions. So she definitely knew something was going on before, um, before I even really told her about it yeah i guess okay and so you had that kind of situation where she's old enough to understand a little bit of dating and what was going on so she had questions i think in my in my side of it it wasn't you know aubrey was only eight so she wasn't asking questions or really knowing what was going on I don't even know where she was. Probably at school? No, because you weren't. It was it was during Christmas break, so she was probably at daycare or somewhere. I don't know. Home. <laughs> so she didn't really, you know, come to me and approach me with any of those questions. So then when it kind of came to, okay, so now the next day we, I think the next day we met up for coffee again. Mm-hmm. And so then, again, that was just you and I. And then I think the next day was Christmas Eve. And so it was like you had things going on with your family. I had things going on with my family. But we still really wanted to see each other that day. Mm -hmm. So then the conversation got sparked of, well, do you want to go look at Christmas lights? Do we want to drive around and go look at Christmas lights? And that brought up the whole conversation of, okay, is it too soon to introduce kids? How do we want to do this? And I think, I mean, just how did you, the age difference is 
a big factor in both of how we do this, an eight-year-old and a 12-year-old, there's a big enough difference there to that you have to kind of be careful on how you do, talk to them about it. So how did you talk about it with McKenna when I became like, okay, I want to go out with this guy tonight, but both kids are going to have to come with. Mm-hmm. How did you handle that situation? Well, I think I had a little bit of an advantage because McKenna knew who Aubrey was. I mean, knowing her from school setting and remember seeing, you know, um, from times previous, I, I think she, she was, I don't want to say she was easier to convince, but she was a little bit easier to explain it to because she knew who she was. And I think she was at the age where she was already intrigued too to find out what was going on. She likes to be in the know. She likes to be involved. She likes to kind of be in the middle of everything that's happening. So when I said, here's what I'm thinking, what are your thoughts? She jumped on it right away. I don't think she necessarily thought it through. I don't think she necessarily knew what exactly it all meant. But I think for her it was, I know who she's talking about. I'm curious to know um, who this person is. For her, she, as far back as she could remember, there was only one serious long-term relationship. So I think it was even, I think she was even just intrigued to find out like, what is it like? You know, yeah, who is, is this, this new a- person? What? So it was more of she was interested. She was on board. She wanted to find out who you were. She wanted to come along and, and see what it was all about. I think for her, the uneasiness and the discussions came later on. Yeah. And I think, you know, like you said, she she knew Aubrey. Mm-hmm. And I would say she knew enough of who I was. Like, you know, Aubrey's dad. And okay, you know, type of thing. And I think for me, it was that aspect of it was just as easy because it was like, you were Aubrey's teacher in first grade. So it was very easy to be like, hey, do you want to go look at Christmas lights with Miss Wilkes? And she, well, yeah, you know, of course. And so then it was telling her, well, McKenna is going to be there, too. And we're just going to drive around and look at Christmas lights. And I mean, she remembered coming out after school and with you and McKenna was there and you know so I don't think it was in that aspect that hard and for that scenario necessarily and you know so we went and we looked at Christmas lights and the kids were very I'd say probably what we expected I mean I think you warned me before we went like McKenna's probably gonna sit in the back and not talk and that's basically what happened. And, you know, you and I cont- had our conversation and, you know, we didn't make it very deep or anything like that. We kept it kid friendly and we were trying to drive around and show the kids Christmas lights and and things like that. And, you know, we had a good time and we went our separate ways. And then you bring up Christmas the next day and same kind of scenario, I think, right? Like you went and did stuff with your family in the morning. I went and did things with my family and then uh, we got together at your house Christmas night, right? Mm-hmm. So that is where it kind of comes to, okay, so now we're going to go over to their house. And I think at this point, kids kind of start thinking like, okay, this is now like a second time thing. So maybe we should just back up a little bit. Like what was McKenna's mindset and what was your mindset after Christmas Eve looking at Christmas lights. So she got to hang out with me and Aubrey 
And you said she likes to be in the know. So what was her kind of reaction to the whole thing? And how did you feel with it? Um, I think it, it went, I guess, as I expected it to. I mean, she, like you said, she was pretty quiet. Um, and for her, quiet doesn't necessarily mean bad or good. She's just, that's just how she handles situations and, and uncomfortableness, I guess, is being quiet. Um, so as soon as we got in the car after Christmas lights, then it was questions and, and talking and talking and talking. It was like she had to get all of her talking out after yeah. being quiet for three hours. Um, and it was a lot of, you know, I really like him. I really like them. This was a lot of fun. We should do this more. I really like it. But as she was talking, you could tell it was, I really like this. I really like this. But there was that undertone of, but what does that mean? Like, are things going to change? So I think for her, like, she definitely carries some some anxiousness with her, um, as I'm sure we'll probably get into at some point. But so she has that undertone there of this is really great. This is exciting. This is fun. I can see mom happy. But what does this mean? Like, where is this going to go? How how far is this going to go? And, and what does it mean for what she knew as her normal? Yeah. And I don't think, you know, on this side of the fence that that was ever really an issue. I mean, I think it was something that I thought about in my mind is like, okay, going on a, going to her house now with Aubrey and, you know, I, I guess I kind of looked at it a little bit different because you taught Aubrey. So she knew you very comfortably and easily, you know, so she was kind of just along for the ride. I don't think she really thought too much of you know, dad's girlfriend or anything like that, like that. I think it was always just kind of, this is fun. And I'm, you know, the first night we went over there and it was like, she didn't want to leave and wanted to go back. And so I don't think she was processing the, and, and she's a lot more laid back too. She's not nearly as anxiety ridden about things. So she wasn't processing the advance of like, what does this mean a year from now? Or what does this mean five months from now? It, it's just that was fun let's do it again type of of mindset i think for her and so going over there christmas you know it's like naturally in the time we just wanted to be around each other we just wanted to see each other and so uh we hung out there the kids played and did fine Mm -hmm. i think we played a card game Played some FaceTime probably or something, and mm-hmm. Aubrey probably played on YouTube, and they interacted a little bit. I think they even went in my kids' room and played for a little bit, and and that was that. And then I think after that, it was kind of, you were remodeling your kitchen, so I think there was a lot of, we got to see each other quickly in the middle of the day of, like, as you were running to Lowe's, we could stop and grab a coffee and talk for 15 or 20 minutes. I don't know. Did we hang out still at night? I don't remember. Um, I think certain days. I don't remember. I think it depended on the day for sure. I mean. Well, and I kind of had dance. So there was a lot of dancing around that. No pun intended. Dancing around the dance schedule at night. Um, But as we started getting into... Now back to school, January's here, you got to go back to work, kids are back in school. It became very evident that we didn't like not being able to talk whenever we wanted all day long. Um, 
we would meet after school at your school, basically, just to talk for a few minutes before you had to go get McKinnon and get her to dance. Um, you'd come over and hang out while she was at a dance for an hour until you had to go pick her up. And, you know, I think for since, for, since day one, we always have been in communication and have had good communication. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've always wanted to talk. But as time started ticking on for us, it kind of felt like things things were really going f- really fast. But for us, it didn't necessarily feel like that. It just felt natural. Mm-hmm. So we're progressing things. We're talking getting engaged and getting married. Right. And our kids are kind of just starting to get used to this other person. And so we start to experience a little bit more of the questions. I mean, we've, we're hanging out a little bit more often now, so kids aren't necessarily on their best behavior every time now anymore. Right. You're starting to get temper tantrums from younger one. You're starting to get more of the anxiety-ridden, I want to be by-myself type of personality opening up from both kids. They're letting their guard down and opening up. Best behavior isn't necessarily the first thing on their mind. And so we start experiencing experiencing that with each other. And I remember one particular night we were playing cards and McKenna just started talking and talking and talking. And then I started talking and talking and just led into this very deep long conversation where I think she was crying and you know a whole bunch of things and I look over at you and you're just kind of sitting there like I was was just like I don't know if this is good or bad like I'm I probably just broke this whole thing I have no idea but we talked about it afterwards and it was fine and it kind of ended up being one of those things where my kid never really had anybody talk to her Mm -hmm. like that or on that level or that deep and it was a good thing that she opened up uh, and I think that bond with you and Aubrey just grew quickly. And I, I'd say that that bond might have almost struggled a little bit. I think it grew very quickly because you guys had a relationship previously, but I think it was stuck in that relationship almost too much that the parental figure side of it took a little bit to grow rather than this used to be my teacher. Yeah. I mean, I could, yeah, I could see that. I think it was probably, I think all the way around, McKenna knew Aubrey. I knew Aubrey. Clearly I knew McKenna. You knew Aubrey. You knew me. Like there was that one, you and McKenna had never really met or spent any time together until this. So you guys were starting fresh almost and building a relationship from the ground up. And so for Aubrey and I, we were almost rebuilding a relationship while unbuilding what we had had before. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, I mean, in the classroom setting, obviously, it's the relationship is definitely more on the professional side. You know, my job is to make sure she's learning. My job is to make sure that she's safe at school. My job is to make sure that, you know, our behavior is where it needs to be so that we are learning and, and we're not, um, you know, taking learning time from her or from other people. And so there was, it was a very clear, like, I ask this, you do this. It it was just sort of that back and forth that you have at school. So 
switching to more of a, I mean, I guess for lack of a better term, parent-child relationship, I think it was hard for both of us. Because I think at one point I wanted to move it along quickly and then I backed up. But then I think she wanted to move it along. Like our timing was never quite right. It took a while to get the timing right. Because, you know, like the first time, even the first time she said, mom, I was like, wait a second, who who are you talking to? Like, I think it was like, she called me three or four different names at once because I don't think she knew what to do. And then I didn't know how to respond. So it was almost more awkward, I think, for her and I. Um, but then at the same time, I almost feel like we had an advantage, too, because I knew enough about her and she knew enough about me. Like we knew how to push each other, but we knew when to stop. And so I think we had I think it was good and bad. Yeah. It was just a definitely it was a kind of a really weird dynamic. And, and it took us time. I think we're still figuring it out. And I say McKenna and I are the same thing, but took completely different dynamic. We didn't know each other. She had one male figure realistically in her life for the last eight years mm-hmm. and not a positive one or one that really was close with her took her under his wing or you know anything like that to where i think it was close on a almost like a friendship level and not necessarily like a parent yeah i don't think she knew how to look at someone other than me as a right. parent yeah. yeah and so even just you know, I, I think you and I tend tended to put our focus more on McKenna and I. Mm-hmm. Like, we got to grow that relationship, and we really focused in on that area uh, of the relationship building process. Because we knew at that point that was kind of the make or break. We were, the world that was going to get flipped upside down the most would have been that one. Mm-hmm. So... We really wanted to foster that and and not rush, not necessarily not rush, but to talk her through a lot of things and kind of push, uh, just kind of lead her in the right direction with where where we were going and include her with a lot of stuff. And I think, you know, one of the biggest hurdles that we faced was that for while there was a man in her life for eight years, it was you and her, and you guys made a ton of decisions together. You included her in a lot of decisions to almost to where she was in that spousal role, got to make those decisions as a spouse to you rather than a child. And that that started some adversity in our relationship once we started pushing things along, and maybe that's kind of where we stop with this episode. And kind of, you know, work on next week, we kind of can go into maybe some of the adversity that we started facing now that we're kind of all introduced. You and I are, we feel like we're kind of inching along, but realistically, we're moving pretty quick. We were moving very quick. Yeah. I mean, and to us, like you said, it didn't really feel like we were moving quickly, but to the world around us, our kids and families included, it was fast. And I think... um, yeah, I even think about the dynamic with McKenna. Her relationship with my parents um, was an interesting dynamic, too. I mean, they were very close. And so there was that domino effect for us of, you know, if McKenna struggles with what's happening, then her go-to was then my parents. And then they'd hear bits and pieces. And so it was almost like we were trying to 
build it up, but clean it up as we were going because we were trying to figure out, you know, who was feeling what and where everyone was at. And I think, yeah, that was, was definitely an interesting yeah. time period for us. But That was a very crazy time period. And there was a lot of ups and a lot of downs, mostly ups. I mean, we, mm-hmm. but like you said, we had some cleanup to do along the way. And just when we started getting the bricks built up again, as like somebody came and crushed them all down, we had to pick them all back up and, yeah, and kind of redo it. And it was like, and a there is, and, and maybe that's what we kind of talk about next week is the dynamic of what McKenna had and what started changing for her all around. And I think initially she wanted those things, right? Like she's would tell your parents, like I might not be coming here as often anymore mm-hmm. because she didn't want to, but I, then it changed kind of. I think she wanted what she knew could be. And I think she wanted the idea of what an actual family was. So that was enticing. But I think she didn't want to let go of what we had either, because then she'd have to let go. Really, ultimately, she'd have to let go of some control because her and I was always her and I to the point where, yeah, if I have someone now. I mean, when you step in, now it's you and I deciding what we're eating or where we're going or what's happening. And she's not in that role anymore. And she didn't want to let that go. So it was like she wanted yeah. the best of both worlds. And it was it was a hard, it was a hard blend for a little bit. It was a very hard blend for a little bit. So let's end the episode number two right there and leave it on a cliffhanger for how does McKenna react? How does she adjust on episode three next week? So... Anything you want to add before we end this episode? And No, I think the only thing I would say, I guess, would be that, you know, every every family, every dynamic is different. I mean, whether you're married and then have your biological children together or you're blending families together. Um, our story, well, there's definitely some twists and turns and some interesting parts and things we probably did or have done that others haven't. Um, I think if you just keep listening along the way, there's going to be a lot of things where as we keep talking, you'll almost be able to look back with us and it, you'll, you'll see all the pieces come together. So it's, it's, it's Yeah, because at the end of the day, we, we made a lot of decisions that I don't think a lot of people would make, but we prayed about them and we got strong feelings led in directions. Mm-hmm. And now looking back, I was like, that's why that happened. That's why that happened. That's why that happened. And it all came together. So, yeah, I think some of it's going to sound crazy. And I think after we catch up to where we're at today and you go back to episode one and listen through again and you hear all those again, it's going to be like, oh, that went together with that Mm -hmm. and that went together with that. And that's how it really works. But to be able to put all the pieces together, you have to listen to every episode. So you might as well start at episode one. Oh, yeah. And just follow along with our journey. Absolutely. It's almost fun to re-talk through it because I, I have forgotten some stuff. It feels like it was so long. Ago. Well, we start talking and we start sparking some of the things like, oh, yeah. Do you remember the struggles we went through with grandparents? Yeah. Oh, and the whole conversation we had about boundaries? Oh, yeah. Episode four, people. <laughs> All right. We will talk to you guys next week. Uh, I'm Tyson. I'm Meredith. Ready. I just love you. I love you, too. I'm both for it in a six. <laughs> oh, my gosh. See you guys later. Thank you for watching, listening, podcasting with us. Blended together. We should go blend something. Oh, we should. We should.